Hello, and welcome to the Mass Singer Rehap Ups podcast, where we are officially out of the outrageous and upsetting Group A. We're ready to embark into Group B and all the six new performers have to offer. It's going to be a fun time here today. I am your host, Puya the Pop Rocks Zanbakili, and I am joined by my co-host, the great Liana the Oboe Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? <laughs> Oboe, you better don't. <laughs> it's the catchphrase, sweeping the nation. <laughs> sweeping your household. <laughs> <laughs> sweeping just me, because my cats aren't into it. They just look at me like I'm crazy, but to be fair, they do normally, but even more so with all the puns. Well, Liana... You were angry last week. Turns out a lot of people shared very similar thoughts about the show as uh, you did, as I did. And here we are with Group B. How did you feel uh, turning the page to a new chapter on The Mass Singer? Yeah, this group got me really, really excited. And I think part of it is, oh, look, it's a fancy new toy to play with. Uh, you know, we get to see the frog, the elephant, the kitty, the kitty, kitty, I don't know, taco, mouse and banana. And so it was really fun to see six new performers and to start the guessing game all over and also to put all of last week behind us. Yeah, I was very excited to start the new page. And I got to say, just off the top. I love this group a lot more as a collective than I did group A. So that bodes well. I'm really excited to get into talking about all six and I'm really excited to see where we go uh, with this batch and who ends up in the super nine, because I feel like this one's going to be a closer call than the last batch, even though the last batch should have been a closer call, but then someone made their way through to the super nine looking at UI Tiger. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of diverse talent within this group. I think you have a lot of really unique voices. Everybody has their own feeling and their own sound. And so I think it's going to be all of these different styles sort of in competition with one another. It's going to be really interesting to see what the audience votes, which, by the way, I I can't remember when it was. I think it was towards the end. But I feel like that Nick Cannon thing, it was a really small moment, but it was something about how, OK, audience, you have to take your job seriously because last week you voted out Shaka Khan and you got a lot of flack for it. Yeah, no, uh, we got that? a yeah, we got a question about that as well. Oh. Basically, people trying to figure out what the deal was. If I was to speak on it, I'm like 99% sure they added that in. Oh, for sure. No, it definitely looked different. It looked yeah. different. It was a small little clip of Nick Cannon just looking at the at the the camera. I'd have to go back and actually look at his clothes to really look for details. But I 100% believe that that was edited in afterwards. And I think it's the show trying to put blame on the audience. Be like, y'all, brah, not our fault. Like, blame these idiots that we let in, you know, which is very right. rude. Yeah. And I mean, we we talked about it at length that how the judges were going gaga over the white tiger. So if anything, look at the judges and be like, hey, judges, you guys, too, need to figure out what you're doing, because I do think that. They got the backlash. This is the most backlash they've gotten on any episode of any of their three seasons. And they put this in there. I think trying to pass blame over to the audience, not cool, but hopefully I don't know how they can fix it because I think they can't. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they wanted to acknowledge that they know that we weren't happy. Yeah, but it was interesting that they chose to acknowledge it in a way that it was the audience's fault. 
Yeah, I mean, they can't t- <laughs> take any blame. They're the all-knowing mass singer. Well, I, but I, I mean, okay. So first of all, either there's something that we there, okay, there's either a flaw in the voting system, or there's something that we missed. I think that there are okay. So to make a drag queen reference, there are some drag queens who perform really well to the camera and some that perform really well to an audience and they can be different things how you come across on tv versus how you come across when you're actually doing a live show and i do wonder if that played a role here with the white tiger that i can't believe i'm talking about this again but anyway i think it becomes relevant because i think that there are some performers in this group especially that you know this whole conversation of oh the performance in the room versus what we see as the singing ability you know that making a decision between the two and which stands out more and so if you're someone who's in the audience who's voting yeah of course that's something that's going to stand out more for you and it's going to be more entertaining and you're gonna want to vote for that person so you know i kind of get it in retrospect after my extremely angry losing it moments on the podcast last week so i can see where people are coming from i thought that it was just really interesting that the edited show decided to include this clearly afterthought uh line from nick cannon yeah and there's another thing that was in here that we can we'll talk about when we get to which i think was added in uh but basically my takeaway from it is if you want to add stuff that's current do your recording differently Recording way in advance and then trying to trick us into believing that this is done weekly is not nice. I don't like that. I don't mind because I can understand the production limitations and the timing of everything. I think it would be super cool if there's a way that they could get in live voting somehow. I don't know how that would work. I know that it's tough when you're coordinating celebrity schedules, but, you know, depending on the celebrity, it might be easier (laughs) uh, than others. Um, But. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't have much of a problem with that, but it would be really cool to have live voting. Yeah, I mean, I think to do one, you'd have to do the other, and I don't see them being able to do both, which is the issue. So we'll see. Maybe they're workshopping something for season four. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, I was just going to say they could be doing it for this season, though. I mean, we really don't know because what's going to happen is we're going to go down. So we know that the first nine episodes have been filmed because we've gone through the three groups because people have said, oh, yeah, we've done filming for this. But I actually haven't heard any reports about the filming of the Super 9 episode and then subsequent episodes after that. So I don't know. I'm holding out hope. I don't think it's likely, but it would be really cool if we saw it. Well, I know that... um there is a listener who went to a taping on the 10th of this month, which so 10 days, about 10 days ago. I'm not sure. I haven't asked to see who they saw there and like what they saw. So I'm not sure what the timeline is, but I think it's being recorded as we speak. Yeah. Like I don't think. Yeah. So I think they're still going on now. So I don't right, quite. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. I, I, again, we have to wait and see if the show gets renewed for season four and then where we go from there. Mm. But anyways, we're burying the lead talking about last week. Enough about the sadness. Enough about that. Let's talk about the new stuff. Let's talk about the positive. And let's talk about Nick Cannon coming out in a red cape with a regular tux, but with some open collar bedazzled black shirt underneath. Did you notice the sparkle? I did not. I was eating dinner as he walked out. So I was not super paying attention, but I did like his line about the awkward family dinners having stuff to say. Uh, <laughs> I really want to know is 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 the mass singer solving the awkward family dinner problem? 
No, because if anything, I feel like it would contribute to it. Let's say your 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 family is having awkward times at the dinner table, and you're basically scarfing down your food to go watch the mass singer, or you're watching the mass singer together. Which, if you're doing that, I think either everyone's enjoying it or your family's like, "What are you watching?" And then it makes stuff more awkward. I love the concept of family warfare based on Mass Singer. Like, oh, the White Tiger definitely should have moved on. No, they should have gone home. <laughs> that would entertain me. And I, I would definitely be part of that problem if other members of my family, because my sister and I pretty much agree, but if other members of my family who had different opinions than me, I would bring it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be awkward at the uh, the Boris dinner where you say that the white tiger shouldn't have made it. And someone's like, I thought they, they should have. And then you don't talk to them again. Yes. Because again, I'm a rational human being. <laughs> I would definitely not get mad at a loved one for a reality TV show fandom. Definitely not. No. As far as guests go, no guests this week. Were you happy about this or did you not care slash not really notice to be honest i didn't care and didn't notice i also love the mm. fact that nick cannon did not even introduce the panel individually he was just like and our panel and i was like that's all they need <laughs> moving on that was the right call i mean six performers in an hour whereas the premiere had six performers in hour and a half so they had half an hour less to work with Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they did really didn't bury any punches. Like we jumped right in from there into the frog. However, I would be disappointed in myself if I didn't say this at the top of the show. Did you notice that Nick Cannon was using infinitely more puns to do his intro than he ever has before? I did notice a lot of them, yes. And it's hard because the show has always dabbled in the pun department, but it felt like they had a sale and that just bought them all up because he and everybody else and even the clue packages were just completely going for it. Yeah, no, without stop. Like the, uh, It was pun after pun after pun. Some, I'll give you, very good. But then some, even the delivery was like, this is kind of telepromptery for me. So I don't like it. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> I'm in no place to judge anybody's <laughs> puns. So I'm going to stay quiet. I mean, neither can I. As a podcast, we've definitely dabbled in the uh, the punning. So who are we to judge? I'm just more upset that they pretty much by forcing it took all of the puns. And <laughs> I have to like think really hard for a fresh one now. <laughs> they stole all our jokes. How dare they? <laughs> yeah. Now I can't make a pun. But I guess I can blame it on having a frog in my throat. Oh, there you go. That was the only one I had for a frog. OK, well, you got to use it. So, yeah, just, you know, just a tad. Pull. Pull. Okay. <laughs> Let's dive in to the frog. So the frog walks out. Um, the strengths of a frog, legs for days. The weaknesses for a frog are warts. Can't say I'm surprised that these were the frog's strengths and weaknesses. The frog has swag. The frog's coming out, dancing, kind of doing a little shimmy. I liked all of that. I, I could definitely tell that the frog is someone who is youthful and uh, got a spring in their step. Oh, what did you think about the first impressions of the frog? I think toads have warts. I don't think frogs have... Do frogs have warts? I think it's toads. I think so, too. Maybe they both do. Uh, please don't Google it. <laughs> After last week, we really showed our uh, lack of uh, 
present intelligence by not uh, just thinking about it for two seconds. Oh my god, the last like true biology class I took, which is insane because I'm a biomedical engineer. I well, okay, I guess it means like animal, like animal biology, which I have not taken a long time. I took anatomy and physiology and all those classes and developments. So don't at me or at me. I don't mind. Um, okay, what did I think of the frog? So. Overall, I really liked The Frog. I thought it was a really fun performance to kick off the show. And I think that there's actually a lot of clues to work with. And so I, I don't I don't exactly know who this is, but there were a lot of really specific little things that stood out to me. And I'm excited for the day when I am able to put them all together. At the moment, it is escaping me. Well, I wish I could say the same. Actually, I don't because this is the only one out of the six that I feel like I've solved Mm -hmm. and I know so and it came down to it was on the first watch and it came down to the last frame of clues and then on the rewatch some more things added up so the microphone with the thumbs up Facebook it's Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) that was my thought nailed it your thought was Mark Zuckerberg yeah with with that voice and the shit you thought so you saw Mark Zuckerberg and then you thought back to the dancing and the swagger and you're like, definitely Mark Zuckerberg. Definitely. Those movements, it's no one else. Have you seen Mark Zuckerberg try to drink water? <laughs> exactly the same as a man who could dance like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the rhythm of a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty rhythmic because don't dancers dance on cardboard boxes? Yeah. like Break to, dance? To not like slip around. See, the foundation of dance. Is Mark Zuckerberg? You know what else is the foundation of dance? Being able to stand on your two feet. So all of us are dancers. Yeah, I'm a really good dancer. (laughs) So the microphone with the thumbs up. Okay. And the $106 that they pointed out. So Like Mike is a movie. And $106, there's a show called 106 and Park. And the one connective tissue between the two is Bow Wow, a.k.a. Lil Bow Wow, but now known as Bow Wow. So for me, this is interesting because the only reason I know the movie like Mike, I um. so when I was younger, I was in the fifth grade. My dad did this thing where he would put on incentives for us to do really well in school. OK, and for this specific year. Also, I didn't mention this, but I'm full, going full story time here. So bear with me. He had tears for gifts for us. And I wanted a DVD player. This is like peak, like VHS was out of style. I wanted a DVD player. And the DVD player I ended up buying had an offer on it where you could rent 10 movies from this specific store. And one of the 10 movies we rented was like Mike. So that I watched when I was very young. Don't remember anything about the movie. But it was just these two clues that I was like, okay, I know these are like Bow Wow related clues. And then if you go back to the other stuff, um, there was the leftover bag of leftovers on the floor. You could think of that as like a doggy bag. There's another connection. And then when they mentioned hush puppies, which I don't know what they are, but they look like Timbits to a Canadian like me. So I was like, that could be another connection there. But overall, I think we've got this one. I think this is Bow Wow. All right. Well. <laughs> I mean, I can't really argue with that. 
Uh, I wrote down Metamorphosis, which is a Hillary Duff album. Does that have anything to do with Will <laughs> Bow Wow? <laughs> Bow Wow's inspiration is Hillary Duff. So yeah, that links. No, I don't know. I don't. I also wrote that down because I was like, I don't know who this is. Um, because frogs re- don't go through metamorphosis. At least I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were a bunch of other like, oh, I slithered. What are you, a snake? No, you're a frog. Frogs hop. Yeah, I feel like with the with the clues, sometimes they're trying to just like. I feel like there were like five animals brought up in the frogs package. Yeah, like in different ways. Um, the only other thing I have to say about the clues is that the uh, on the newspaper when it said tadpole plucked from large creek, I paused mm-hmm. to read the rest of what the newspaper said, and this okay, is this is what it said. Did you pause on me? Are you hoping for more clues? Or should I say hopping for more clues? I felt very seen in that moment. That's (laughs) awesome. And then I felt rude because, yes, I did want more clues. (laughs) (laughs) So you got read to filth by a paused paper screen. I did. I was was hoping for either jokes or clues. (laughs) Oh, that's so shitty. Yeah, in BoJack Horseman, they definitely, mm -hmm. they've done that before, where it was stop pausing and watch the show. (laughs) It's like one of the Ah. stills. Because it's, I mean, it's common because there's a lot of jokes, like uh, Arrested Development, BoJack Horseman, both do that, where there's a lot of jokes. So, it's like, how rude, Mass Singer. You're not supposed to be that (laughs) smart. (laughs) Yeah, I would never have expected the Mass Singer to pull something like that off. Mm. I will say at this point in the night, I was like, oh, my God, God, I feel good about this one. This is going to be easy. That is the only one that I can comfortably say I felt good about. The rest of them, we'll talk about them, but it could be anybody. Mm. As far as the performance went, I did like so the dancers to me kind of looked like they were wearing like they they had like the mask thing going on, like the movie, the mask, not just wearing masks. So I like that as a fan of that movie as a kid. Did enjoy that. Did not. That was not one of the ones we rented from the DVD store. I will say that it was very colorful. I liked the city skyline. Um, I found that the frog did a lot of good crowd work and had a good dance interlude. And my favorite thing about the frog is that he does have webbed hands. And I did thoroughly enjoy finding that out at the end of the, the performance. So for me, this is the type of fun I want on the show that like the rapping wasn't incredible. The song wasn't all that great, but it was an all rounder. The frog definitely had crowd work there. Definitely like tried to get the audience involved. Enjoyed all that. This is what I would have expected or accepted from the white tiger. If the white tiger is going to stand in the final uh, top nine. So I wrote that down and then I got very angry. Mm. Yeah. I liked the ketchup and mustard background dancers. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that they fit. I thought this was a case where the backup dancers didn't necessarily detract. And also, I just want to say I love the concept that it's a frog, but in like a mobster outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Which I like why I don't know, but it's kind of weird and cool. And I like it. It's like a really cool frog. But from the 1920s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A frog with authority in the 20s. Yeah, this is the type of frog you'd run into in a speakeasy, you know? <laughs> Forget roaring 20s. We talking croaking 20s. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we are in the 20s now. Maybe this is the new thing. Oh, yeah. The new 20s. And it's starting with the frog. <laughs> sure. 
Imagine we go down being known as the croaking 20s. That wouldn't be great. It's not that catchy. No, it's not that catchy. The roaring 20s is more catchy. Yeah. What about like the the neighing? No, the meowing 20s. I'd be down for the meowing 20s. Why? Because I like cats and I have a cat. Okay. I, I think we got to keep working on that. Okay. Well, shout out to Winston, my cat who's definitely listening to this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. So then the... um. As far as the guesses went, we had a Michael Johnson, we had Carl Lewis, we had Ray J. None of these really meant anything to me. I thought it was hysterical. Like if Ray J was on this show, I would find that very comical. Um, and I'd be very interested to see what the clue package of one Ray J would look like. So I'd be here for that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Also, the frog can do the robot. I have that in my notes as well. Can the robot do the robot? Uh, I think as we learned in week one, no. <laughs> The robot Poor Lil Wayne. Do the robot. Yeah, yeah, they talk about Lil Wayne a lot in all these subsequent episodes. Yeah. I mean, he's a big name. He is a big name. And I think they were genuinely shocked that they didn't get it, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was very in their face. Um, this is the start of where we got uh, Robin Thicke getting himself involved in the uh, pun wars of 2020 with uh, that was Terribid. And then forget about it. That was awesome. Yeah, for, I actually thought these were smart. Forget about it these. is pretty funny. Yeah, so those were good. Um, I think in the battle of Robin Thicke versus Nick Cannon, Robin Thicke is infinitely the better pun master. Uh, I think Nick Cannons are probably written for him. I think so, too. But if he delivered them in an authentic manner, he could take credit for them. That's the problem, I think. Well, maybe he doesn't yeah. want to take credit for them. <laughs> well, he should. If he has to say them, he has to own them. Otherwise, they come off worse. Fair. Um, so we got to address something now before we move on to the next uh, uh, performer. Uh-oh. We have to address the elephant in the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who's king of the segways? <laughs> not Robin Thicke, not Nick Cannon. <laughs> okay, just toot your own trumpet. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not work. Because elephant's I trumpet, re- like, and then, like, oh, I got what you meant. <laughs> Fine, I'm just giving you a tusk time. Oh. <laughs> Liana, sometimes I worry about you. You what? I worry. Worry? Ivory. Oh, I think jokes are best when you have to explain them. So that one was yeah, clearly. I didn't want to do it and you made me. Well, because I didn't get it. Okay, well, what about ebony? And ivory. That's not even a pun. Wait, <laughs> is this the. Are you going to sing a song for us? No. Go ahead, give us a ditty. Maybe someone will do that song one day. It's possible. Okay, can we talk about the Tron elephant looking thing? Yeah, so I felt like, okay, so the strengths are thick skin, the weaknesses are tight spaces, we move on. I was, when I saw this outfit, I thought, this is an EDM DJ. Like, it kind of spoke to me as an EDM DJ. I feel like I could see this at a rave somewhere. And with, you know, we've got Marshmallow who wears a mask. We had Dead Mouse who wore a mask. Like, there are DJs that do this. So it was kind of weird thinking, okay, this is not a DJ. It's just some celebrity that's wearing this. I didn't get I, I didn't get DJ. I got either well, I got BMX biker biker once I saw the bicycle clue, but I thought it was like a motocross person. 
Ooh, yeah. So the 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 outfit, the like the jacket and the pants looked like a stuntman type thing. And then it was just the neonish lines on it, and then the mask. The mask looked good. I like the elephant's mask. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was into that. And then we jump into the clue packages, and Nick Cannon says, "Let's stampede through some relevant clues." Oh, that's a twofer. Two tusks for one elephant. Okay, so for the clues, uh, he was in front of an art shop. Okay, so this is... Okay, so we find out that it's Tony Hawk, right? Yes. Okay, but I'm going to give you what my thought process was as I was watching it. So I thought motocross. And (laughs) I don't know very many people (laughs) in that field. So I thought of Carrie Hart or Corey Hart, whoever, the guy who's married to Pink. Do you know who oh, that is? I, okay, the only no. reason I know, <laughs> I love Pink, <laughs> so I know that yes. she pro- she proposed to him the first time they got married because I think they got divorced Ooh. and they got remarried. But anyway, the first time they got married, he was doing a he was like on a race and she like held up signs or something. Anyway, so in front, how do you know? Because this? I think I watched a documentary on Pink probably at many points in my life. Okay, so he was in front of an art shop and I know that he, this guy, um, Carrie Hart, has tattoos and so it's like, oh, art shop tattoos. Uh-huh. And then I saw the bicycle and I was like, well, it could be BMXer, but still I'm leaning towards Hart and then I got lost with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> okay. Okay, my turn to walk through the clues as I before we learned who it was. So the entire time, the elephant's holding drumsticks and the whole thing with the drumming, I tried to think of as many drummers that I knew of. And I only really knew Travis Barker. I was like, I don't know what he sounds like, so I don't know if it's him. Like, I have no way of knowing that. And then I I thought, like, the park bed, like, it was all outside. It was like the park bed. And then we saw, like, the birds. And I was like, does that look like a Blue Jay? Could it be, like, someone from the Toronto Blue Jays? I'm not a baseball fan, so I don't know anything about that. So all this did was push me down if you don't know who this is. <laughs> you have you, These are not from worlds that you're aware of. And then at the end, before they did their final guess, I said, Sean White. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> sure, SSX. It was an X with the drumsticks. Yeah. I, I figured it wasn't a drum drummer because it was so focused yeah, on the drumsticks. And it was it was more of a drumline kind of deal. And I was like, nah, too much. Yeah. And then I know so I did I noticed the voguing. And I was like, what is this? Which Tony Hawk explains in the unmasked interview he does later. So he created a skate move called the Madonna mm-hmm. or it's a Madonna mm-hmm. and that's where that link was okay that makes so I played a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater same the Pro Skater 2 uh, 2, 3 and 4 and the other one the okay. Uncaged or whatever it was uh, <laughs> I played the hell out of 2 and I didn't play the other one oh okay oh dude I loved Tony Hawk Pro Skater so much fun oh it was so fun it makes me want to play again do I have it? I, yeah, my sister bought me a PS1 for my birthday last year because nostalgia. That was the first console we really had growing up. And she saved, I didn't know this. So she saved, my parents gave away all of our PS1 games and the console to somebody, but she saved Pro Skater 2 for me before they threw them all out and gave me it with that PS1. And it's amazing. Mm. And I'm grateful and I'm happy. 
and I, I means a lot, but also I haven't played it yet. <laughs> so I'm just sitting in my house. Aww, okay, yeah, I played two, three, four in Underground, not Underground 2. Okay. Okay, so in case that matters to anybody, <laughs> which I'm sure it doesn't. But anyway, I thought it was so funny that they had guessed Tony Hawk so many other times. And then when Tony Hawk got unmasked at the end, I genuinely could not believe. I was like, oh my God. And after all the times <laughs> that they guessed it, this was like if Jamie Foxx came on the show, nobody guessed Jamie Foxx. And then it was revealed that it was Jamie Foxx. It would have been what? Insane. <laughs> yeah i love that i love when um i love when we're all thrown for a loop it always is great and i don't know i see the things i don't know if we had a second clue package would i have gotten there i don't think so Mm. i was just so lost throughout the whole thing because then we jump into the music and i did write in my notes this this performance was okay but it was still a good performance it was uh uh, so Tony Hawk, a.k.a. The Elephant, sang Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. He had Fox, like, helmeted guitarists with him and floral backgrounds and neon colors. So all of that put together it was a good performance. It was a very good performance. But I have never heard Tony Hawk sing. He doesn't sing in the games I played. So I would have never had that from there on. Yeah, but he was actually, okay, God, I just like, I don't know if this is rude or not, because I feel like when the judges are are always saying, you came out with so much energy, they're clearly saying that you're not a good singer. But here's the thing, like, he was a good singer. I mean, but not by professional standards, but by like, every man standards you know if he were singing in a karaoke bar he'd be like okay yeah that guy's like decent yeah he's like decent yeah also i love the cure and i love friday i'm in love so that was great there was the guy in the audience also trying to rock out to the cure which that song (laughs) is not a rocking out song but that man was doing his damnedest and i appreciated that (laughs) uh but i enjoyed it i mean after the frog which was super super upbeat you know this was kind of a nice almost palate cleanser um i thought it was good but i also understand why the elephant was unmasked so yeah when we we're waiting for the vote reveal i thought either it's the elephant or i'm gonna be surprised but that wasn't yeah. me insulting the elephant because unlike the other group i thought that the elephant wasn't the worst performer the elephant was just the least best of the five, six performers mm-hmm. you know like it was a good performance if he was in group a over say the llama i would see i could see him making it to the final four there you know what i mean well though i thought the llama did okay as well but i think this was better than the llama if i had to like power rank all six thus far yeah i mean it might have been the song choice but yeah that's also possible but so did you okay so the uh, we have you know we're back with a new group of people and the audience have a celebration chant for the elephant what did you think of holding your hand out to form a trunk and yell out, chant out elephant? <laughs> I was about to read it and say, oh, well, it's a little predictable. <laughs> well, what did I expect? <laughs> Maybe the ears? You know, you do like big like dumb- the Dumbo? Like, <laughs> Dumbo ears, but then I just look like I'm flapping my wings and it doesn't, I don't know how to do it. So yeah, of course, it's the best. <laughs> for all the shading we've done on other ones that are all just very similar i was like at least this isn't your hands like fluttering in the air <laughs> like, i mean they're all your hands fluttering in the air let's be real it, that's true that's very true 
I um yeah. So the comment you were referring to that was kind of rude was you are brave. Your performance gave me the confidence that I could do that one day. <laughs> yeah, that's so mean. <laughs> that was Jenny, right? Yeah, and I wrote that down immediately. I was like, oh, you're being, you're not being nice. <laughs> that's, it's that's one of those. Oh, bless your heart. It's kind of a insult compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I saw one. I saw. I I can't remember if I got this or I saw it on the internet. It's very difficult to distinguish the two things. What actually happened to me and what I see on the internet. But it was a fortune cookie, and it said, "You're as beautiful as you are smart," or something like that. <laughs> I was like, "Is this an insult?" <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. It's an all or nothing. Either you're both or you're neither. Right? <laughs> exactly. You're equating two things. <laughs> they're equal. It doesn't mean that they're all good. I can't remember. Actually, I feel like if, I don't remember getting a bad fortune cookie ever. More often than not, it's always been. Positive. Okay, no. The fortune cookies that are the worst are the ones that aren't fortunes. Which that technically is not a fortune. That's just telling me something about myself. And it might be telling statement me something cookies. I don't want to know. Nobody wants a statement cookie or a, I, I want a freaking fortune, like an actual fortune. Whatever. It's fine. Not mad about fortune cookies. <laughs> with all did, the, did the fortune cookie beat out the Miss Monster last week? <laughs> just, with all the injustice in the world, I will rage against <laughs> fortune cookies that aren't actually fortunes. <laughs> whatever misfortune Mis cookies <laughs> sure well uh, let's just crack this one open and i don't know <laughs> all right so i'm about to take us to the next performer liana do you have a segue you want to throw out here oh it was the kitty okay <laughs> sorry no i don't uh, <laughs> i wasn't ready <laughs> well the cat's out of the bag on that one. Oh, i scratched it up <laughs> What? I don't know. Okay, so first of all, the kitty comes out to Hey Kitty Girl, which is a RuPaul song, which got me very, very, very excited. So yes. I was, oh my God, it's a drag queen. <laughs> don't think it's a drag queen anymore. Oh, definitely not. Definitely also, not. Also, I recognized in that moment that, you know, my sphere and what I'm familiar with and what I'm used to is not the same as sort of may not be the same as the general populace and so when there are people who I think would be great for the show it doesn't necessarily mean that they will be on the show um, yeah. because sometimes those two worlds don't collide but I really liked the kitty just the kitty kitty cat the kitty kitty no it's just the kitty that's weird is that weird <laughs> why kitty kitty oh kitty <laughs> I'm gonna call her Kitty Girl. Okay, so Kitty Girl. Okay. <laughs> the clues for her package were full of old movie clips. I think I yeah. think this is an actress, including. It, I mean, it was interesting because I think I saw a trip to the moon, which. So they're actual movies. Yeah, they're actual. The, the, yeah, they're actual okay, movies. Yeah. So that that movie, a trip to the moon, was like one of the first movies. It was made in 1902 or something insane like that. It's a French Ooh. film. Which one? Which which scene was that it's one? It's the one with the Trip moon. <laughs> oh, the one at the observatory with like the there wizard and the them, A B plus C D. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but okay. This was the most confusing clue package I've ever seen on the Mass Singer. I think she's an actress, but she's home with the weird and the wonderful, which gets me excited. I don't know who it is, yeah, but I like her. Show made 
show made for me. And I wrote down the stuff on the blackboard, really thinking there was an equation here that you would help me with. So BC plus two to the root of five. What does that mean? Wait, hold on. I got to write that down. What was it? BC equals or just BC? No, it was BC plus. Okay, BC plus. And then two, two. And then the root of sign, the root sign, and then the number like five. Square root? Yeah. Square root of five. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll remove. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, I'll remove the thought so that you you come off very like, so, like on I top of it. I just got it right away. Okay, well, you keep talking and I'll think. All right, so. Um, so, also, so the other things I noticed, so there was this like saucer, like a carton of milk, kind of like a milkman would put in like an old timey movie. And then there was like the weird pirate fighting scene thing. Um, it was just odd. It was black and white, but then like some parts were like color. And then she was at the theater and there were people, there was like a guy watching in like these like binoculars. And then my favorite part was that the cat has two colored eyes. So I'm intrigued if this is someone who has two colored eyes. Yeah, the heterochromia was a really odd inclusion. On the costume, yeah. right? It goes back to, um, who was it that had a beauty mark on their face? Uh, last, was it last Patty, season? I think it was last Patty season. Patty LaBelle. Yeah, was it the flower? I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, it was details about the person that then get included in the costume. Now, do we think that Lil Bow Wow was a gangster from the 20s? Because (laughs) I'm just realizing how absurd this statement is. is, Oh my God, but it's got a heterochromia. It must mean something. No, you have a freaking frog in a gangster outfit. It doesn't necessarily mean something. But what if it does? He was... Um, around during the gangster rap era with Snoop Dogg, because he was on as a kid, he was on like two in two of Snoop Dogg's music videos, mm. and Snoop Dogg's the one who named him Lil Bow Wow. Mm. So, and I could see Snoop Dogg wearing like a purple suit. Actually, I'm pretty sure he has. Maybe that is Snoop Dogg. Mm. Snoop Dogg's really tall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's true. Like real tall. Yeah. So. There were a couple of people actually for me that um I crossed off because I was like, I'm pretty sure they're like six foot three. So they can't be any of these people. The kitty with kitty girl was really sexy. Is that weird? I feel weird, Sarah. Oh my god. I felt so weird during the performance <laughs> with like the gyrating cat dancers with like full cat onesie outfits. I was like <laughs> What am I watching? Like, I was like, talk about an awkward family dinner. Like, this would put (laughs) this right there. Like, you thought you were out of the awkward family dinner? This puts you right back in there. Uh, Yeah, it was weird. But it was very sexy. (laughs) Yeah, and it was, the song was good. Uh, Oh my God. It was really good. At the opening of that song, you know that dude that was looking at the performance? And like, he looked like he was about to go, like, use a pickup line on the kid. Oh, really feeling it. Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande was a great choice. And this is this was probably my favorite singing performance of the night. And every note was hit for me. This was I loved this. I the audience loved it and I loved it too. Yeah, I mean she has the benefit of the backing vocal track, which I think we've seen a couple examples where people have that. And I think in general that always makes the performance better, right? Because yes. you have another professional singer potentially right there Mm -hmm. um so i thought that that was good but yeah i mean i thought this was a really captivating performance um Mm -hmm. 
still couldn't get over that it was real sexy because yeah i was confused <laughs> yeah gyrating cats i was like this is the second time in like the span of two months that i've seen like weird cats one was at the movie theaters for the movie cats and then one was now <laughs> okay which was weirder this or the movie cats? oh the movie cats oh, okay. because like that was just odd 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 at least this was like okay it's the mass singer it checks out right i and, guess you're prepared for it I don't and know. they didn't sink like millions of dollars into making it look that way it was like one onesie from a thrift shop right it's less uh uncanny Ow. valley yeah, and it's less outlandish for the price it costs. It was extremely outlandish, but yes, for the price it costs, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I love the, the judge's comment about when, I can't remember who guessed Paris Hilton, but then when Robin Thicke was, well, Paris Hilton is known for many things, perfume, DJing, DJing? Yeah, when is so, Paris Hilton familiar? Like, what? No, you think of The Simple Life or her sex tape. Yeah, yes, those are, I think those are the top two on the uh, the Mount Rushmore of Paris Hilton. The third being like her, you know, the Hotel Empire. And the DJing something relatively recent. It was in the later years of her career that she like turned to DJing. I've never really listened to her DJing stuff. Um, I've listened to her one song, Stars Are Blind. So I know she's done a single at least, but I don't, I didn't know she did perfumes. I mean, it makes sense now, but those were two weird. I will give you that. Those were two weird choices for Robin Thicke to throw out there. Is she really a DJ? She does. She has done DJing. Yeah. You know who else has mm. Shaquille O'Neal? Ah, so it's yeah, Shaq. This could be Shaq. <laughs> yeah. Is what you're telling me. Six foot 11. Shaquille O'Neal is the kitty girl. Sexy. Who kitty. does sexy dancing. <laughs> She's so sexy. No, I think it's an actress who's not known for being sexy. Do you think they're known for singing? Maybe. But I think this hmm. whole concept of. I'm. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I am this new person, or this is also who I am. As, which we see, I think, a lot as a concept on the Mass Singer. But there was yeah. a line from her clue package that said, "Don't think of me as the person I've, or I people, was. yeah, people don't think of me as the person I've become, but the person I was, or something like yeah. that." Yeah, people don't think of me as the person I've become, but as the person I once was. Yeah, person I once was. And so, sometimes it feels lo- like that feels lonely. Oh, that's so sad. Poor sexy yeah. kitty. It's still a little. Con- I mean, like, is it? Oh, God, I don't know. I I don't know. Anyway, it, it, okay, moving so on. My guess is that this is the wonderful Mister Mistopheles. That's uh, my guess. No, Snooky. <laughs> it's would you Snookies? Yeah, would you like a Snooky cookie? I think we got a question. It was like, what flavor is a Snooky cookie? Um, no, <laughs> caramel. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Italian food. <laughs> Four loco. Meatball flavor. Four loco. I know. Well, Snooki's like turned her life around, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You go, girl. Like like caramel. Caramel. What? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So with the whole cabaret motif, I thought like, is Dita Von Tisa singer? And I was like, I don't know. But also, that's all I know about like the cabaret burlesque. Uh, side of things so for me this is the most intrigued i've been by a performer because they are amazing and i don't know who it is and for me the kitty kind of falls on the same level as the kangaroo on unknownness but amazingness 
Did you end up solving the the mathematical equation I gave you from the board? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll never know. I don't know. British Columbia plus the square root of five is like 2.2 something. Two times 2.2. So British Columbia plus 4.46. It's like if someone parodied uh, What's My Name by Rihanna, the square root of five is two point something. (laughs) Right? Oh, no. Okay. All right. And before we get to the next performer, we're going to take a quick break and get a message in from a sponsor. And we're back like a bottle of Jack next to a plate of tacos. Liana, <laughs> you've been waiting for this one for a long time. We've talked about how weird this costume is. We finally got to see it up close and personal. First impressions of the beefy but can cause indigestion taco. Roses are red, violets are blue. Dude, I freaking love tacos. Okay, the audience, dude, <laughs> losing it when the taco, yeah, when taco walked came in out was so funny. He was just going all out, and that was me. That was me. Um, also, this was a complete whirlwind experience. So Taco walks out. This is the stupidest costume by far. I hate it. I hate it so much, <laughs> but fine. <laughs> Then we get to the clues and okay, it's somebody, you know, older part of Mm -hmm. life for decades, VHS tapes, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the performance. Wow. I was blown away. I think because I was not expecting that amazing of a voice. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. crazy. This was truly a wild ride. And, and, and the hot dog. Uh, The hot dog, the taco, (laughs) has a hot sauce microphone. Oh, that was so cool. I did see that as well. That was great. So it was preseason where I was like, you know what? This is, um, what was the name of the competitive eater that was on The Amazing Race? Johnny Hot Dog. No, No. Bobby Hot Dog. (laughs) Johnny Hot Dog. Uh, Joey something. Joey Hot Dog. No. Yes, him. I thought it was Joey Chestnut <laughs> as a joke because I was like, oh, I don't know. and then the singing happens, and obviously this is someone who's great at the very least at doing a Sinatra and singing a Sinatra song. I um I also ended up thinking it was Bob Saget initially, just because you know you got the VHS tapes, and then you've got the the San Francisco trolley, which took me back to Full House. So it's like, oh my god, Bob Saget. Bob Saget is not that short, I think. So then. I thought, well, let's look at the other stuff. For so oh wait, actually, no, let's not look at the other stuff. The clue package was weird, Liana. They were like seasoning the taco as the taco was talking, and it's like, are they gonna eat the taco? And the taco was on a plate, but then the taco was running in the parking lot and like was now a a human-sized taco. So it was like kind of like cats where one time they're like small, the other time they're massive. So that was weird to me. The taco, the mouse and the banana had some of the weirdest clue packages. Right? Yeah. It was like they were running out of time and they kind of didn't know what to do. So they just filmed the backup crews doing stuff and then they just animated the taco into it or the mouse into yeah. it. It was really weird. 
Uh, Very weird. I, uh, fine. The main <laughs> things that stood out to me were the, like I said, comforting part of life for decades, the VHS mm. tapes, the anchor, a Rubik's cube, and the trolley. Yes. So those those were the things that stood out to me. Yeah, those were the four things that stood out to me as well. So when I saw the anchor, you know, I got to start thinking like a news anchor or like an anchor in a society or like someone who's held down a job for a long time. So like someone who's like done something for a very long time. And then Rubik's Cube, I thought, didn't really think of much of a connection there. But I was convinced that the VHS tapes mean America's Funniest Home Videos. And once it wasn't Bob Saget, I think maybe it could be Tom Bergeron. What do you think of that? Okay, I didn't ever watch it, that show. I mean, I knew it was on, mm. but... it was It's funny, because it, it's America's Funniest Home Videos, but we watched it every night in uh, Dubai during uh, Ramadan. So, in the month of Ramadan... <laughs> the great Ramadan tradition of watching America's yeah, Funniest Home you, Videos. You know, you fast all day, you break your fast, and then you watch America's Funniest Home Videos in the Middle East. It, it, was, a, it was an experience. But Bob Saga was the host for the longest time, and then I remember one year it was like, oh, who's this guy? And it was Tom Bergeron. And so Tom Bergeron also hosted Hollywood Squares for a bit. So like if the Rubik's Cube connects there, that would be pretty cool. I have no link to the trolley. I don't know if I think it's San Francisco because they said it was San Francisco, but I can't think of what else a trolley could be New or could signify. Ooh. I mean, is he from New yeah, Orleans? it could be San Francisco. Sure. But it's not like that's the only place that trolleys exist. So my thought, but you mentioned the height thing. So now I'm second guessing my guess because Ooh. how tall do you think the taco is? The taco did. So the taco to me, after seeing it in 3D, this is someone who's like a little shorter. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean 3D? Because like, like the, the video. So the tacos fronters are the innards of the taco right so like the chest is like the 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 meat and the the cheese and the little bits of onion and stuff but then when you look at it from the side it's like a cone like a like a taco shell that covers up so i can't tell if like the person who is the taco is bigger or smaller but as far as yeah, height goes about height in comparison to nick cannon I don't I, I would have to go look at it real quick because I don't remember him being that like tall. Yeah. Okay. Well, because my thought guess? was David Letterman. Ooh, can he sing? Yeah, he can sing. But he's tall. I think he's taller than Nick Cannon. I think he's like six foot one or two or something like that. Nick Cannon's what? Six feet tall. He was, I think he was six feet. Like, uh, we, I think we discovered. I feel like we talk about this all the time. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, comforting part of life for decades, VHS tape. I just remember he sang like a Mr. Rogers song or something. And I remember thinking, like, oh, he's a decent singer. But I don't know what the anchor, Rubik's Cube, and Trolley have to do with anything. So, Letterman 6'2. Okay. So, probably not then. (laughs) Ah, damn it. I thought that was a really good guess. I was really proud of myself for that one. Stupid Nick Cannon. (laughs) <laughs> stupid short Nick Cannon get taller <laughs> it's all his fault um, <laughs> but the VHS tapes I mean that was something that what's his face Robin Thicke latched on to of, oh this is the, the VHS tapes this must mean a thing what if yeah. they, okay recording something or like it's just old, like it was prominent during the, the VHS era so like the 90s the late 80s okay it's the guy who owned Blockbuster Video <laughs> I assume it's a man because that's how the universe works. 
let's see, blockbuster video. <laughs> <laughs> What's that celebrity doing? Uh, David, uh, let's see. Well, whatever. Anyway, it's definitely not that. Maybe. Oh, there's a blockbuster video near me, but it's permanently closed. That's so sad. Yeah, it's probably like a landmark now. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if you can still see it from the outside. Nah. I think um, if you were ever to try and experiment with time travel, you go stand in front of that store. That way you'll know for sure if you if it worked or it didn't work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the the judges, let's see what the judges guess. The judges said Regis Philbin. Oh, I wanted to ask you this. So they mentioned at the top of the taco that they got skeleton vibes and Ken Jong went right back to Martin Short again. <laughs> uh, this is because. That they should, you just got to keep guessing the same people over and over again. If they had guessed Tony Hawk, they would have gotten it correct. So he's going all in. Let me just guess Martin Short again. Let's go for it. Okay, so you're telling me that in season four, Martin Short's finally going to do this show and they're not going to guess him. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. And Jamie Foxx. <laughs> and Wayne Brady yeah. again. <laughs> Wayne Brady, the sequel? Yeah. Imagine someone does it again and they don't get it. Yeah, that would be really crazy. There's no way they're going to let somebody do it again. Why not? I think they'll hit a point where they need people to do it again because <laughs> no one's agreeing to do this show. Uh, it'll be canceled before then. <laughs> before we get through all the celebrities. That's a very likely outcome. Yeah, there's a lot of washed yeah. up celebrities you can find. Not that they're all washed up, but again, with, you know, Rob's theory that they're probably on the downward slope <laughs> of their career is probably true. Yeah, we're looking at most more often than not, like the, your C-listers with the occasional B-list or a former A-list kind of Yeah, thing. I mean, I think we're saying former regardless, but yeah. Okay, what if they weren't, were they actual VHS tapes? Maybe they were Betamax tapes. No, 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 no. Just based on the the. No, the they were length. VHS. They definitely were. Yeah, yeah. yeah th- those were some some long tapes mm. uh, and outside of like home America's Funniest home videos I can't think of anything else that had tapes as prominent in it or featured in it so I don't know I, I'm very excited that we have the taco staying because I'm very keen on finding out who this is and I think a couple more clues will get us there because right now I'm really curious because if it is Bob Saget I would love that that would be awesome you can buy VHS tapes on Amazon I'm not shocked can can you check if you can buy floppy disks on Amazon maybe that I'd be impressed with you can buy floppy disk okay floppy disk yeah why who's buying these I don't know maybe you need them they store 1.44 megabytes yeah that's an image yeah (laughs) or half a song that's what I do an image per (laughs) (laughs) okay well before we jump into the next performer we get a segue we get two mass guests waiting in the wings and the Smackdown mic falls to Nick Cannon's lips He announces Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are here to promote their fight that is going on in a couple days in Las Vegas. Liana, I have a couple questions for you here. A, did you know about this? Do you know these people? B, did you care? C, was this the biggest waste of 45 seconds we've ever had on The Masked Singer? Okay. Uh, That was a lot of questions, so I'm going to try to answer them. (laughs) No, I did not know who these people were. Two, I did not know this thing was happening. 
Three, I have no interest in this. And four, yes, it was a waste of 45 seconds. I spent the majority of the time trying to figure out what exactly was going on. Um, I was like, are there new singers? Are these the friends of the singers? Is this a clue of some sort? By the time I finally figured it out, it was just Fox promoting something else. I let out an audible groan. Yeah, so we've talked about how Fox doesn't shy away from doing cross promotions of its own content, which do it. You know, you have a lot more eyes on The Masked Singer than most of your shows. You know, capitalize on that, sure. But these two fighters come out, do nothing, say nothing, are there for 12, 20 seconds. Who are you hyping this to? No one is hyped. Even if a boxing fan is like, oh my God, that's Tyson Fury. I love Tyson Fury. And the guy just leaves in a second. Who cares? And um, this is another one of those segments that I'm genuinely certain was recorded to an empty audience, like no audience. Because I think, so this fight was announced officially. This is a rematch. It was officially announced on like the 27th of December. And I don't know if it was officially announced when the date was. What I'm saying is it's a little shifty. There's no way they would have known that, okay, this episode is going to come out on the 19th. And then the fight's on the 22nd. So we can promote it on Group A B's first performance. This was definitely taped later. Yeah, maybe they filmed it at the same time as the Blame the Audience. Yeah, they called Nick Cannon in, and Nick Cannon was like, they're like, how soon can you get there? Nick Cannon's like, I'm in the basement. I'll be right up. Yeah, that's where they Because he them. lives there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has nowhere else to go. Okay, so we got to talk about a performer who I did not expect at all. This is the performer who, in the preseason, on the finale night, we got a clue package of in the trailer, and I thought it was Paris Hilton based on the clues presented. It is not Paris Hilton, okay? It's not. It's the mouse. Liana, what do you think of the mouse? Yeah, this is definitely not Paris Hilton. Uh, even more so <laughs> than Kitty is definitely not Paris Hilton. Yeah. This was similar to the taco. It went for a really wild ride. So yeah. it started as, you know, small and cute. Leader, leader in my field wrote the playbook, right? So we're getting all of these sort of um, uh, sport-themed clues um mm-hmm. anything less than gold which i similar to robin thick took oh oh my god it's an olympian but then we get the song yes not expecting that voice so <laughs> great so emotional this is the one that it did i will i will admit it did take until after the judges suggested it but as soon as robin thick said dion warwick i was like Oh, it's Dionne Warwick. It's definitely Dionne Warwick. Like, definitely? Like, Patti LaBelle is Patti LaBelle? I'm not as confident as Patti LaBelle is Patti LaBelle, but I'm pretty damn confident. Okay. So, remind me, who is... uh, I'm about to get flack for this. Who is Dionne Warwick? I mean, she's an extremely iconic singer. So, I would say that she probably falls under the same category as, like, your Patti LaBelle's. Um, okay. She's what? just, I mean, she's a Grammy Award winning artist, but she also, she, like, did a bunch of stuff for the UN or something at some point in time, I think. Hmm. But, I mean, so, I mean, I I knew a lot of her, like, early songs. So, she does, like, Say a Little Prayer, Walk On By. Um, those are the songs I have because I like a lot of oldies. Um but she's done a lot consistently throughout several decades. I think she did a song with like Gladys Knight and Elton John 
and Stevie Wonder, maybe they did a song together. Now I'm going to get some flack. But anyway, she's amazing <laughs> and she has such an iconic voice. And I think it's definitely her. Okay. I don't know, but you can put the clues together. <laughs> I just, <laughs> oh, I just he- got it from the guests and the voice. It just sounds like her. Oh, Dionne Warwick is your Lil Wayne? She's, yes, Dionne Warwick <laughs> is my Lil Wayne. Oh, that's so bad on me because Lil Wayne is not my Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was very confused because the clue package, before we got to the performance, I was like, okay, is this like an athlete type or someone who's now like a, a coach somewhere? And then um, the one thing I did notice is the um, on the 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 whiteboard where the the strategy was laid out there was north west south east and east was marked in a different color than north south and west so i thought is east a clue to something i don't know what um and then there was a lot of gold stuff there there was the 1979 on the backs of the uh, the two players with the uh, warriors on it so i don't know what that signifies but i got nothing there and then I was blown away by the voice. Mm-hmm. You, I could tell it was a seasoned performer, a veteran of the uh, the stage, because they did not move once throughout the performance. But every note just had me hooked. I had never heard the song before. Um, Get here by Olita Adams. I loved it. This was calm, and I I liked the gate in the background. And, you know, this goes back to this was a dazzle razzle for me. I was just just absorbed into this performance and I loved every bit of it. And this is when I realized that, honestly, this is going to be a very tough group. I think we're in for heartache the next couple of weeks because who, I could see any of the five hitting to the final three. I really. Yeah, could. it's going to be really tough to let some of these people go. I think more so um, than group A as well. I think. I am more emotionally invested in this group than I was previously. I think I would have been invested in the llama, not gonna lie, but unfortunately <laughs> the llama had to go. Um, I yeah. guess the turtle is the one I'm rooting for out of that group the most. I don't really connect same. with the kangaroo in the same way. Um, and we won't speak of the white tiger, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, as a podcast, we're endorsing the white tiger to take this whole mask. Hill, he's gonna win it all <laughs> but Please, no. yeah i liked a lot of these i really yeah. like the kitty yeah kitty is my favorite by far number one favorite frog is my sentimental favorite and mouse was one i didn't think i was gonna like and then now i think it's is someone who i'm rooting for yes dion warwick also had a an album that called Dion that was released in 1979 so like oh okay, I think okay. I think it makes sense I think it fits oh she's so iconic so yeah I oh man I guess I'm rooting for the mouse too and it's such a creepy mm-hmm. costume it's weird for some reason the other so I mean I guess the B for Gladys Knight was kind of weird but the flower somehow for Patty LaBelle fit <laughs> yeah I yeah, it's like a almost like a corpse bride type yes. outfit. Yes, corpse bride type outfit is a great way to yeah. describe it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's weird. And, and, okay, so my biggest qualm, my biggest problem with the mouse is the celebration that the audience has for the mouse. It's like this weird, like, like nibbling thing they're doing with their <laughs> fingers to their mouths, and it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Oh, that's unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but that reminded me of Adam Klein going, they're married. <laughs> married. <laughs> the hand motion. Because yeah. like the, the I don't know whatever anyway that's weird. <laughs> I look my brain makes odd connections. It's for some reason can't put together BC plus two square root of five, but yeah, that's whatever. It's yeah BC two square root of five is because two you got to root four five. because you got to root four. Mambo no, it's Mambo. Lubega. Wait, was that the kitty? It's, Lubega. It, the kitty is <laughs> Lubega. Brilliant. Yeah, you can tell I have a degree in communication studies right there. <laughs> Monica, Rita, what are all the names? Oh, uh, a little bit uh, Sandra, Sandra Mary, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> okay, anyway, maybe it's one of them. One of the women from Mama yeah. <laughs> yeah, They were not known for anything else but being named on the Mambo number five track. Yeah, that's what they're I'll known be a for. A one hit wonder. Um, yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Rock <laughs> on. You go, Dion Warwick. You do your thing. Um, I think Maya Rudolph was uh, the weirdest guest here terrible. with uh, Ken Jong. Uh, but okay, no, so you know wanna... what was terrible? Beto O'Rourke. Beto, I, I was literally oh. about to take us back you know there what to talk else? about it for a second. Okay, Jenny yes. against Lance Armstrong. He's still canceled though, right? I'm pretty sure he's still canceled. Okay, because all I get the well, of course, Jenny would guess someone else canceled because she's also canceled. <laughs> I mean, apparently cancel, not. Recognize, cancel. Yeah, but I thought of Rob's theory about what if someone canceled comes on the show to try to rehabilitate their image, and what if it Ro- was Lance Armstrong? Oof. <laughs> oof. Big oofs. Big oofs. Did not love it. <laughs> no, no, me neither. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, so the uh, Ken Jong was back at it again with the bad guesses. Yeah, we're getting close to the end of the podcast here. We might split soon, but not too soon because we got to talk about the banana. <laughs> now, the banana shares initials with Liana, as discovered on the finale of the Mass Singer podcast season two. Now, the banana comes out to Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO, which was a bop back in 2010. Uh, what a time we used to live in. Strengths are splits, weaknesses are brown spots, with a lot of energy coming onto the stage. Now, you talked about the clue package being a little weird, Leon. What was your overall thoughts on the banana as the final performer for Group B? Okay, I wanted to come in. I wanted to say it was appealing, but (laughs) this was not appealing. This was the weirdest clue package I have seen. Okay, I went through it step by step to see exactly what was happening. Okay, so let's just talk about some of the weirder moments of the clue package. First of all, the banana wakes up without its clothes on in the middle of a sport field surrounded by what appear to be Sex dolls made out of lettuce is honestly the best way I can think to describe it. Okay? They don't move. They're just laying there. They legit look like that. Okay? With produce strewn about him. Okay? And then one of the random security guys, like, passed out on the ground. Okay? 
it also looks like the banana doesn't really have a bottom half to his body because they clearly just took the like mask of the costume and tried to shove it under a blanket. So it's like it's just the head with no rest of the body, which is super you know why? weird. Why? Because the banana split. Yeah, okay, fine. And I'm not here for the puns. This is so weird. Let's get back to the real issue at hand, which is... Yes, the the sex doll lettuces. No, not the sex doll lettuces. Let's just move on from them, because they're just there, okay? So the banana then gets up to get dressed to go perform, and And they blur his whole body. So that got me thinking, you know how they blur female nipples, but they don't blur male nipples. Well, they blur the whole banana, which I guess makes sense, except for the tip, (laughs) which does not make sense because the head didn't get blurred. (laughs) Then he puts his clothes on. Then he's pantsless running around Donald ducking it all over the field. Yeah. Okay. And then he finally gets his pants on. This was so I could not even focus. Uh, what was going on? I tried to. I tried to start. I wrote sleeping pufferfish, partying pantsless. Like it just devolved. So you you're gonna have to explain the clues because I don't get it. I think I am bold enough to admit this was the best moment of our podcast yet. The lettuce that sex was- dolls. <laughs> I'm gone. I have the this is the weirdest thing I've heard in 2020 is someone say sex dolls made of lettuce. That's legit what they look like. (laughs) Well, Liana, you put it better than I could have because I don't have much more to add. The only other thing I noticed that I don't think you mentioned was the the collar that they brought up a bunch. The the judges. Um, But it played like a YouTube skit made in like 2008 or like. It's just random, 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 and none of it makes sense, but it's YouTube, so it'll, like, go viral. So, I don't know. I noticed the cowboy hat. I didn't think anything of it. Um, And I didn't... Th- I, I thought, okay, let's let the performance do the talking. And there was a little less conversation in the form of an Elvis Presley song that was performed. And that was good. Oh, it was decent. Uh, There were slots in the background. There was dice in the background. But I thought the voice was good, and I thought it was weird because the performance itself didn't translate the energy we saw from the banana in the intro and in the clue package. So it was a lot more like of a more of a grounded banana. Okay, the sex dolls are partying on the bus with the banana, so they're there the whole time. If that changes any of the clues, does it? So. I mean, I don't think so. All that does is evolve them from sex doll lettuces to uh, to lettuces as pe- like people lettuce. I should have gone with mannequins is probably more appropriate. But they yeah, were in the is- bed. Okay, what did, what was I supposed to think? That they were just lettuce. <laughs> Just lettuce people passed out. Fine, whatever. Anyway, yeah, the performance was better than I thought it was going to be after that weird clue package. And, you know, you had the mm-hmm. Chiquita Banana ladies dancing in the background, which I thought was fun. Um, <laughs> I have no idea who this is. It's somebody with a kid. Yeah, that was the thing we found out later that um, technically he does not relate to a banana, but his kid handed him a banana and that's where he went with it. 
Yeah. So the kid is yeah. old enough to hold bananas. So I should ask Mike Bloom, but like how old are kids when they can hold bananas? Pretty young, right? right? So that doesn't really help. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I liked Robin Thicke's explanation in leading to Darius Rucker, which he guesses every season as well. Um, I could see this being him if, you know, the clue explanation that Robin said hang, like works out because there was a blowfish that I didn't notice until that was pointed mm-hmm. out. And the hoot line was also there, but it could very well be a classic red herring. Um, that will leave me with not knowing who. But probably the weirdest part of all this, Liana, is that the banana celebration has people holding prop bananas. Did you notice this? <laughs> no, but that's actually kind of awesome. Yeah, they were all holding bananas and yelling out banana. Banana. So, banana. Yeah. Did I tell you my banana jokes at the end of the podcast last season? Uh, I don't know, but give us the jokes again for just for me and for the new listeners. Well, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I can see they're holding bananas. OK, so when I was a kid, um, I like to write banana jokes. Oh, I think I did because it was what you, you definitely know, did, did but I want to hear them again. <laughs> Retail. Because why did the banana cross the road? <laughs> because it wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You totally I did. Totally because I remember thinking, question. that's not a legitimate joke. You just made that a joke. It's not a joke. But I came up with it as a child. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> anyway. All right. <clears throat> moving on um can i hit you with a banana joke before we move okay, on okay yeah okay what do you call a shoe that's made out of banana what a slipper uh-huh yeah shout out to the internet i did not make that up <laughs> <laughs> why did the cow go to the movies <laughs> because movies <laughs> <laughs> Is this your tight five? You're about to hit us with some stand-up comedy? I'm okay with it. Dude, if I ever had to do stand-up comedy, it would be me telling a joke and then me laughing at my own joke for a while while the audience booed me off stage. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you'd get booed, but I think people would laugh with you when you were laughing. No, yeah, but they'd be laughing at me and then they'd be annoyed that I did that (laughs) and then they would ask me to leave. (laughs) Well... I would like to hear more, but I guess I'll hold off and ask you later. Is that a banana pun? No. How? how? Hold off? <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. You. I don't know. Now I'm paranoid that everything you say is a pun and I just don't get it because I very much believe in you. I very much believe it. No. Okay. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> like a banana. All right. Let's make like a banana and split. Uh. but yeah so the elephant gets unmasked that's all groovy and Lance Armstrong Beto and Steve Aoki were the guesses final guesses and it wasn't them it was Tony Hawk I didn't recognize it you didn't recognize it we're all surprised I got some stuff here from his interview so he when he found out that they were gonna give him like the elephant helmet we're going to create one he went to his car and got one of his skate helmets and begged them to use that to make his head because he felt comfortable with that it was the size oh of his that's head. so cool and yeah 
And then he practiced his routine all the way up to midnight the night before um, in his hotel room. Aww. Yeah. And his only inspiration to do this was Robert Smith. He really likes The Cure, and he even added a British accent at places during the performance to make up. Yeah, for that, I, did, I did notice that. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the fact that they thought he was a musician made him feel very confident. Aww. He, yeah, he named um, a couple of guesses that we didn't hear. Like he had someone guess Dave Grohl for him. Uh huh. Which I was like, oh, okay, uh, where are these judges' guesses? Why are we not seeing these so we can diss them a little more? So that was a thing that happened. And then he uh, explained the uh, voguing Madonna thing. And he ended it with, you know, whatever you want to do, go and do it. I had a very fun time doing this. I believed and it was fun. He's such a, just a free spirit. No, but just a like happy, awesome person. Soul. Yeah. 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 No, he's very nice. And this was fun to see him. It brought back some good memories of uh, Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater. And honestly, it makes me want to go play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Same and same. So let's Ollie into some questions here before we head on out. (laughs) (laughs) Yoki. Okay. (laughs) So Tim Westine asked, how much more fun is this group than the first one? I think this one is easier to guess, but I have no clue who's going next, and that's great. This is two times the square root of five times more fun. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody <laughs> is a solid singer, and I think that for me, it's more challenging, although this is all still very challenging to guess who is who, um, except for Dionne Warwick. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to these next couple episodes and to see what happens with this group same like i said i don't quite know who are the three that are going to make it to the super nine but i'm pretty comfortable in saying that it could be any iteration of the three and i'd be happy with a guarantee that kitty is up there if kitty's in there i'm happy um if kitty's not i'll be sad but not like annoyed so I feel okay about that for now. We'll see how week two goes performance. The second performances go and we'll go from there. Um, yes. And then uh, uh, we obviously had a couple questions about the whole uh, last week. You voted out Chaka Khan as Miss Monster, which we addressed. Uh, Jessica said, I'm obsessed with the taco hand gesture. Does it rival the hand gesture for the egg? Liana, you're a big fan of the egg gestures. That's kind of become your thing. Did you notice the taco gesture? Uh, I did not. What is the taco hand gesture? So, like, the hand gesture, it kind of goes up and, like, close to, like, the egg. And then it comes down to, like, form a T. Oh, I see. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. It's, it's like, okay. goes up. Okay, so it's making the egg gesture. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. But then it's correcting itself as a taco. So what is that supposed to be? Like, T-O? No, because like a taco is kind of shaped like that. So it's supposed to look like a taco. But then the T makes it Ta- be like it definitely taco, not T for egg. taco. Right. T I mean, is for it's taco. It's very distinct. It's yes. two motions. That's a little complicated for me. <laughs> I will take it over the weird nibbling that the mouse does. Nibble, nibble, nibble. <laughs> No, 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 no. Unpleasant sound. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I wonder if eventually when we start to get more and more iterations of people, we'll have to start including the props like they're doing with the banana. Although, to be honest, you know, what would 
the banana's hand motion without a banana might be a little inappropriate for uh, (laughs) television. Yeah, it might be a little lettuce-y. Yeah, it might be a little lettuce-y because I can imagine (laughs) what that might look like. Yeah. Uh, Um, We'll leave it to your imagination. Let us. Let us move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, someone asked, Sarah asked, actually, I'd like to know Liana's ranking of food-themed costume seasons one to three. Ooh, okay. So, first of all, let's list all of the food people, okay? Pineapple. So, we have pineapple. Okay, that's great. Yes. We have the egg, of course. Ice we cream. Have, oh, ice cream. I would have forgotten. How could I have forgotten? How dare, How dare I? Uh, of course, banana. Banana. Uh, taco. What other food theme people are we missing? Is that it? Um. Uh. No. 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 You're forgetting about the sausage. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What? Yeah, and then the shrimp. Why do you lie to me so? <laughs> well, I was just trying to see if I get away with adding some random ones in I there. I mean, <laughs> the prawn. If we're including AU people. Oh, well, we are. We are not. <laughs> oh my god! Did I tell Akiva you? Might get I, really I started angry. watching um, the Mass Singer UK <laughs> because I don't oh, have I'm enough so going on. And by watch, I mean I watch the performances and then I watch the or the clue packages and then the performances. I am terrible mm-hmm. at guessing people. <laughs> like they're I'm British. Worse. It's I know, harder. I'm already bad at the US version, and I'm worse at the, the UK <laughs> version. I was terrible at the AU version. I got literally no people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for maybe one from the UK version, but it is not looking good so far. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I um yeah. I didn't bother looking uh, or watching the uh, UK because I knew I wouldn't know anybody. So then it didn't it lost some of its appeal for me. So I like looked at the list and I could tell you that I knew a couple of them. Okay. But that was the, as far as it goes. I had no idea what the other names meant. I'm halfway <laughs> through. I'm rooting for Queen B. The B or whatever. So Queen B. Yeah. Okay. She's my emotional investment in the season. Which by the way, I'm gonna have to pick someone to be emotionally invested in for this season as well. But okay, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. Pineapple egg, ice cream, banana taco. Okay, ba- I the uh, bananas last. That thing is freaking it's terrifying. I hated its clue package. The performance was fine. <laughs> It was terrifying. Wait, is the question about the costumes or about the performers? It's about the costumes. Okay, bananas last. Banana sucks. Okay. Really? It's creepy. Why is it in like a Devo You jacket? were a fan of like the collared shirt looking banana before. I was? Well, past Liana had no yeah. idea what she was talking about. <laughs> Obvious, obviously. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. Then, well, egg is definitely the best. Okay, so eggs top, bananas the bottom. Then we just got to figure out what we're going to fill our egg banana sandwich with. Um, let's Ugh. see. No, Ta- no taco is worse than banana. That thing's yeah. freaky. Okay, I take it back. It's I not take- even an authentic taco. There's a, like mean? a tomato head. Oh, because it's got a tomato sitting on top. Yeah, but yeah, what, what banana have you eaten that's wearing a jacket and pants? 
But you can dress a banana in like, you know, Barbie doll clothes if you wanted to. I don't think you can put. There's something you want to tell me? You can put a little talk or little tomato at the top of a taco easier than you can put on a Barbie outfit on a banana. Well, you're talking. So uh, you're talking about the dressing. I'm talking about the, the food dressing. The banana is still just putting a banana. Putting food the taco, on food is not as weird as putting clothes on food. These are costumes, and you're acting like they're the actual Are you meal. kidding me? You're treating it like, oh, it's so weird. I can't believe there's a, a tomato next to a taco. And you're like, yeah, it's totally fine to put Barbie costumes on bananas. So how often? I mean, you could put a Barbie outfit on a can of pop. Or, no, Barbie's you know, Barbie's skinnier than that. <laughs> well, when I said Barbie, I meant like like a doll. Any doll. Yeah, this is taking a very odd turn, and we've already talked about lettuce sex dolls. Okay, so egg is the best, taco is the worst, <laughs> banana is the second worst. <coughs> ice, ice cream, cream was really good. I think I would go egg, pineapple. ice cream, pineapple, banana, taco. <laughs> egg, ice cream, pineapple, banana, ice cream, taco. I definitely said one yeah, of them twice. Yeah, you definitely said one of them twice. Okay, well, I'm here to tell you that the... Okay, so mine. No one asked for my opinions, but I'm going to insert them anyways. I think that the tacos last, and then bananas... No, then it's egg. Egg was too How basic. I'm you? sorry. Egg had an egg on its head as a big-ass Oh, yeah, the egg sombrero. You know what? I take it back. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Um, Let's go with banana i guess then ice cream then egg i like the pineapple i thought the pineapple was cool i I gotta look at the ice cream one again ice cream one was okay Uh, the the egg without the sombrero would be like in the bottom for me i think i liked i also liked it that the ice cream did old town road though not gonna lie no the eggs costume was really cool it's really pretty it was like bedazzled and stuff and then the coat was cracked so it was like egg cracked the egg one was really cool, Booya. The banana has its peels down like a collar, like a nice cool jacket collar, and you gave that S. Okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to trust a man who dresses up his food in clothing. So <laughs> I don't dress I'm my pretty food! Sure that's what you said. I think you admit um, to putting Barbie doll clothes on your food. No, well, first of all, do you put you put dressing on your salad? You're dressing the salad. You put condiments on a hot dog sandwich. You're dressing your hot dog. So you put Barbie clothes on your banana. No, I was simply explaining to you that the taco with the tomato head is weird because what taco has a whole tomato as a head? That's not a taco. That's what I said. And then you argued that the banana wears clothes. And I said, yeah, they dressed up the banana. What turtle wears a jacket. What Rottweiler so str- wears a leather jacket? I believe you right now. This is so straw man argument nonsense. You're getting away from the true crux of the issue. What no, is weirder? You are trying to paint me into this. Oh, this guy <laughs> dresses his bananas in Barbie dolls. When I was using an example, <laughs> when literally we're just making an argument out of nothing, and there's all these other performers that wear all these other outfits that are just the banana as a fundamental concept is weirder than the taco your lettuce 
are accessories to sex. That was the banana. You said no, that. No, you said that though. Let the record show <laughs> that Puya Zan Vakili said the thing that he said that I said, but I definitely did not say he said. Oh, this is rich because none of this is making the podcast. So mm. <laughs> fine. Edit it out. See if you care. See if I care. That was the phrase. <laughs> not that one. The other one. <laughs> okay, that took a wild turn. Um, okay. And Last question we got here. So the CPA 25 asked on Twitter, my mass singer question, which is worse, a bad pun with decent presentation or a good pun with horrible presentation? A bad pun with decent presentation, hands down. Is worse than a good pun with horrible yes. presentation. I Okay. So which one is Nick Cannon? The one I don't like. Okay. Same. <laughs> Whichever one that is. Okay, we're on the same okay. page. Now, typically, this is where we get out of here and say goodbye. goodbye. Um, we do have two bits of mass Singer adjacent news that I want to touch on before we get out of here. So, um, Shaka Khan gets unmasked last week. We're all outraged, right? Well, Miss Monster was robbed. White Tigers shouldn't be there. And then, come Wednesday night, it's the All-Star Game, the NBA All-Star Game. And who... Is there to perform the national anthem, you ask? Shaka Khan. And you think, okay, we just heard her on The Masked Singer. She got this. And oof, were we wrong. Um, I watched it. It was uh, awful. Um, Fergie did one, I think it was last year or the year before, it was also bad, but I think this was worse than Fergie. Uh, Liana... How are you feeling about Miss Monster now? Okay, so I heard everybody say, oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. And I was like, okay, all right, well, let me watch it myself. So I watched it and I started, I was like, this isn't so bad. What's everybody complaining about? Then I continued to watch it. <laughs> it got worse and worse. Not that her singing ability was bad. It was just a horrible rendition in terms of the interpretation <laughs> of the national anthem it was way too long and it was not great <laughs> i actually thought i don't know they were both really bad i watched the fergie one as well to be able to compare because other people have been comparing yeah mm. that was rough maybe i don't know yeah. my tiger maybe did deserve to move on i take it all back <laughs> she's an amazing singer though like that's what okay that that's what i still want to say is that even though yes her version of the national anthem was really bad it's not because she was a bad singer it's because it was a bad version yeah no it, half of it was good it was once she hit the high note it all kind of went downhill real quick and i don't know what it is about I don't know, because I, I remember the Fergie thing. I was, I was like, is it when they try and make it their own when it goes yes. wrong? Should they just be doing it regular style and we'll all be OK? Yes. I think yes. so. Right. I think that's what it is. So that's a mistake. Don't do that. Uh, so that was unfortunate. And it was just weird that it happened on the same week as her coming out of the show and like everyone being behind her. So that was a very interesting evening Sunday night on Twitter. <laughs> and then. We had another bit of news. So the uh, the winner of the season that the pineapple was on, the monster, a.k.a. T-Pain, was in the news this week for um, doing something that uh, could only be described as petty but amazing. So there was a website, or there is a website, titled 
www.ftpain.com. And F isn't just a letter, but you get where I'm going with this. And this website was essentially exactly what it sounds like. It was just a website of uh, tweets. You scroll down and just tweets slamming T-Pain, stuff slamming T-Pain. There's t-shirts that say F Auto-Tune and T-Pain sucks. And T-Pain went ahead and bought this website and now makes all the profits off the website. What do you think of this, Liana? Your beloved monster is a savage. I really loved this. This is like big monster energy. I, I really, really appreciated <laughs> this. I couldn't believe that he did it. It was really good. I really wanted to buy one of the t-shirts, too. Mm-hmm. So does this make you more likely to listen to his latest album or less likely to listen to his Okay, latest here's album? the thing. I want to put my money where my mouth is, right? And I want to support the people that I say that I'd like to support. Okay, so I tried. It's not my jam, man. I just can't do it. It's so much auto-tune. <laughs> Damn it, T-Pain. So instead, I just re-listened to his performances from The Mass Singer. So It's fine. I'm excited for when we inevitably get T-Pain back on the show as a guest. I'm assuming it's going to happen again this mm-hmm. season. Actually, we got like a little snippety, uh, trailery thing somewhere because i remember seeing so will arnett's going to be on the show as a guest judge at some point and i think t-pain is also in the mix as well yeah i mean i'm sure i'm sure they'll have more guests i, I don't think that this, it's just it well, for the first three well you saw those right you know that will arnett's going to be on yeah. and stuff okay sure i don't remember to be honest but it makes sense well uh, we we went through a lot today it was a bit of a journey um kind of a fever dream journey i don't quite know how we got here and what we said <laughs> this uh the re-listen for me is going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, however, uh, we will start getting out of your hair now. Liana, where can people find you on social media if they want to reach out about your takes, if they want to find out more stuff you're getting up to, all that good stuff. Okay, you can find me on social media at Liana Boris. I am... Okay, I have an insane week ahead of me in terms of podcasting. <laughs> okay. First of all, I am going to be on Renap. Um, we are doing Wheel or No Wheel, and I am a part of that. That's going to be so much fun. So check out mm. Robin and Kiva Need a Podcast. I am also going to be doing the B&B, of course, with Mike Bloom. We are going to have Meg Z on as our guest, and we're going to talk about the latest Lovely. episode of Survivor. I am getting together with Amon and Brent to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. We're going to be doing a premiere episode and talk about all of the new queens that we're going to be seeing um, this season. And then there's another one, which is Why Blank Lost. So I am going to be on with David Bloomberg and Jessica Lewis to talk about Why Blank Lost another survivor podcast. So those are all the things that I'm doing. They'll, they'll be out soon ish as of this weekend and yeah, stuff. podcasts. Yeah. Got a regular Mike blue on our hands. I know. Right. (laughs) And you can find me on social media at Puyism. I have got no plans. And we'll just be listening to all 17 podcasts. Liana just pitched. Uh, we'll be listening to all of them. It is my birthday weekend, though, so I'm going to have some fun there. That'll be good. Okay, just don't party as hard as the banana. I don't think I could or would. Okay. So we should be okay there. Um, and please, please leave a rating or review 
for us uh, on www.rapasawebsite.com slash mass singer. One word. It always helps and is always appreciated. You are all leopards to us, kitties to us, kangaroos to us. These are the things we like. Uh, none of you are bananas to us and none of you are white tigers to us. So that is lovely. Now, everybody take care and we will unmask you next week with Group B Part 2. Until then, let's split. <laughs>